Welcome back to another episode of A Gift of Adversity. My name is Julie Love. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I have a wonderful guest. And before I introduce my guest, I want to introduce my book, which is A Gift of Adversity, which is available on Amazon. The subtitle is Overcoming Sexual Abuse, Domestic Violence, Bullying, and Homelessness. I published this book in 2018. After that, I felt very compelled to create a platform where people can talk about adversity and difficult talks and destigmatize this conversation. So, let's invite our guest tonight. His name is Evander Biaki. Hello, how are you? Hi, Evander. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Sure. Can you tell our audience your name, where you located, and what you do? Yeah, I. Uh, <clears throat> my name is Evander Beatty, and I am located in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. And <clears throat> currently, I'm in school uh, for medical coding. But uh, the reason I'm on the show today is because of my battle with OCD. Well, thank you so much. Do you have any um, social media website that you want to promote? Yeah, I uh, I just have my, my book, which is called Danger Life. Um, and you can find that on Amazon as well. Um, just uh, Google my name, Evander Beatty, and you should it should come up on uh, Amazon for you. Once again, the name of the book is is Danger Life. I'm gonna put on the comment section and the people who are listening are welcome to comment. So Danger Life. Thank you. So now, let's dive into our first question, which is adversity. Can you tell our audience? What was your adversity? Yeah, so basically uh, for many, many years, I was uh, pretty much stuck in my own home and I didn't want to leave my house because I was uh, so afraid of the outside world and afraid of getting dirty. Um, so for a good five years, I was kind of a prisoner in my own home and just didn't want to go out and deal with life at all. And in which five years are you talking about? Is that recent, like during the pandemic or before? Uh, it was it was uh, probably about 15 years ago is when it started. And then uh, it lasted probably up until about 10 years ago. Um, and since then, I've been able to work several jobs and, you know, be out in the world with, <clears throat> you know, everybody and having relationships and having friendships and seeing family and, and that kind of thing. Cause for a while I wasn't really participating in any of that kind of stuff. How old were you when this was happening? Yeah, this was probably around, uh, when I was around like age 30. And do you remember what had triggered you to do that? Yeah, just my uh, my OCD, my obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, 
I had a fear of, of bodily fluids and bodily waste. And so I kind of viewed the world outside of my house as being dirty and something that I didn't want to have contact with. And so I really avoided uh, having a normal life where I could, you know, work jobs and go to work every day and, you know, do the normal stuff that people do um, throughout life. And then, Ivanda, I want to ask you, how did the pandemic affect you then? You know, to be honest, um, I actually did write an article about about uh, the pandemic and my OCD. Um, but to be honest, it didn't really affect me in such a negative way because I was kind of already doing a lot of the stuff that we had to start doing. And so it was kind of like just more of the same for me. Um, I mean, I know it took a toll on a lot of people, but for me and my OCD, it wasn't really something uh, that was difficult for me. It was It was something that I was kind of prepared for and who had diagnosed you about OCD and when did you realize that you have OCD yeah I was diagnosed with OCD back in 1993 so I've had it for quite some time it was uh when I was 18 years old um and my doctor my uh psychiatrist way back then he uh diagnosed me and I've been um, doing therapy and taking medicine uh, pretty much ever since. So was that like a diagnosis when you are in school? Like, did you have any idea that you had OCD? Uh, I didn't really realize it until I went away to college. Um, and then when I was in college, I started having a lot of weird things happen. And um, I didn't really know what it was. I was really worried about being sick and getting, you know, a disease that could kill me. And even when I was given proof that I was healthy and didn't have any, you know, health concerns, I, I still was very much obsessed um, and worrying about, you know, thinking that I was sick. And uh, it basically forced me to, for a, for a period of time, forced me to drop out of college for, for a while. So can you explain our audience what exactly OCD is? Yeah, so OCD is, is something where your brain uh, has, uh, it's kind of like, afraid of something or you're you you think something is you know going wrong constantly and you are often you know obsessing about stuff that isn't necessarily worth um worrying about as much as as we do um <clears throat> basically it's it's all revolves around fear and it's very very difficult to uh, lead a normal life when you have pretty severe uh, OCD because you you do a lot of compulsive behaviors you know to satisfy these these thoughts that you're having and you waste a lot of time and energy on stuff that really 
isn't important and doesn't really bring you anything in you know as far as in your life so so the acronym of OCD is obsessive compulsive disorder am I wrong yep obsessive compulsive disorder so either anything so when I think of OCD say sometimes when people have this object that's here but they want if it moves they get like really crazy yeah that that definitely is is something that could happen to someone uh, who has OCD there's a million different things that OCD can like look like for a person um, for me it's always been kind of around keeping things clean and worrying about stuff being dirty um, you know a lot of people they'll they'll check like their locks over and over or they'll make sure they turn the oven off a hundred times just over and over and over checking um but yeah i mean it can it can manifest itself in many ways uh, as far as just depending on the type of person you are and the type of ocd you deal with when you got the diagnosis from the doctor did it really sense for you well, to be honest, um, when I was first diagnosed by one doctor, they told me that I was uh, manic depressive. And that is, I guess, what is now known as being bipolar. And I had talked to a few people and kind of felt like maybe that wasn't a, a correct diagnosis. And then when talking to another doctor, um, I kind of, you know, explained what was going on and that I, I thought I might have OCD and wondered if he would, you know, see if I, if he thinks I have it. And then, um, he decided that I did based on my behaviors and, and everything that I was, you know, doing at the time. Um, and honestly it was, uh, I'd never dealt with anything like that before. So it was, it was definitely a strange, scary, situation while I was, you know, learning about it just when I was getting, you know, the diagnosis for it. And you said you were caught in college. I'm sorry, what was that? You said you were in college when you got the diagnosis. Correct. Yep. I was a freshman in college around the age of 18. How did it affect you after you got diagnosed? Was that more struggle? Well, to be honest, it was uh, a lot of struggling. Um, it was struggling to get through college. It was struggling um, when I got married. It, it affected my marriage in a negative way. Um, I've had a lot of, you know, bad spots where I've dealt with it. Um, and the book really talks about the early a uh, period of time when I had OCD and I mean the the amount of heartache and, and the amount of you know hardship that it's put me through it can't even really be explained in words it's 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 been something that has really negatively affected me um, for a long time and uh, you know currently I, I'm doing better than I was many years ago but 
it's been it's been you know a good 20 years that it's it's really you know been affecting me to be honest i don't think i had a conversation with somebody with officially diagnosed with OCD. But I met some people who I suspected might have OCD. And then, like you said, there are so many ways to manifest the behavior. So for your case, it was germs and then the clean. And then that kind of made you feel very scared. Yeah, it kind of made me a prisoner of my own world um, where I didn't want to be around other people and I didn't want to basically leave my house because I viewed everything as being, uh, you know, dirty. And if I left the house, I would have to come home and take, you know, very intense, long showers, change my clothes, even just for going out to like get the mail or whatever. It didn't even have to be like a, a, a big, you know, trip out. Um, but yeah, there, there was a good 10 year period where, where that was really, uh, you know, something that I dealt with and it really, you know, it affected me cause it, it made it so I couldn't really work and, you know, you, you, it affects your relationships, obviously, if you can't go see people and if you can't, you know, have people over to your house, it makes a big, uh, impact on your life in a negative way. So this is a live interview. One of the audience on my show, do you work home? I'm sorry, I didn't catch that question. Uh, so this is a live interview. Uh, one of the audience asked, do you work from home? Uh, I, uh, at, at this stage of the game, I do not work from home. Um, I have a couple jobs and I actually am in school uh to get a work from home job because i i feel like that would be best suited for me um i definitely am am to the point now where i am capable of working outside and being in in the outside world um but i i would be more comfortable having a stay at home job um and that's why i went to school i, I went to school for medical coding and i'll be taking uh the the certification exam in the um, end of August. And assuming I can pass that, my goal is to, to have a long-term uh, scenario where I am working from home because it, it definitely makes life a lot easier for me. When you are having this intense 10 years of isolation, were you working then? There, there, were, there were periods where I was working. There were periods where I wasn't working. Um, working for me has has been tough, um, just because, like I say, if you if you walk outside your house every day and you feel like you're just covered in nastiness and dirtiness, it's hard to, you know, do a job and, you know, kind of carry on like there's nothing wrong. Um, and I've had many jobs that. Some have worked better with my OCD. And then there have been some jobs where I've been so involved that I basically, like I say, whenever I came home from work, I would have to 
you know, take showers that would last like over an hour long and uh, wash everything on my body like a million times. Um, so that wears on you after you do that every every time you leave the house. And so there were times where I just didn't leave the house and I, I just stayed at home. Have you ever learned what causes opioids? Yeah, uh, in in most cases, uh, something traumatic happens to you that that causes it. And uh, something did happen to me. Um, I don't know if I mean I I don't know if I would call it traumatic, but it was something that definitely had a, a big effect on me, and I think it it led to me having the type of OCD that I have. Um, one time, uh, you know, this was after, this was a few years after the diagnosis, but, um, the way that it manifested with me to like, have me be afraid of like, you know, stuff being dirty and, and getting, you know, diseases and, um, you know, bodily fluids. I was at a, uh, a party, my, my, my roommate threw a party and had some people over and, I went into our bathroom and somebody had defecated on the floor and then vomited in the uh, tub right next to it. And for, for me, that was what did it. That, that really uh, scarred me for a long time to come. And I don't want to say it was trauma, but I guess to me, it, it kind of was. Prior to that event, you you had the OCD behavior. Do you recall something when you are old and young? Um, I've thought a lot about that to see if if there was something that happened in in my past that uh, might have caused it. And the the only thing I can really think of is um, when I was. Uh, just starting college as a, as a freshman, um, I was afraid that I might have AIDS and, uh, I didn't really have a good reason to feel that I might have it, but I, I definitely was afraid that I did have it. And even testing, you know, getting tests for it and having it come back negative, it, it was never enough reassurance for me. And, uh, you know, honestly, I really don't know like what the initial thing was for me that that kicked this whole thing off, but um, it's definitely caused a lot of traumatic stuff in my life. That's for sure. Wow. So let's move on to the second question, which is, what are the tools? that you use to overcome this adversity? Yeah, so a lot of the stuff that I've done to to help overcome it, um, I, I, I feel like I will never be completely cured of OCD, but I definitely um, can manage it a lot better now. Um, I've gone to, like I said, several uh, years of therapy that I go to uh, with, with a psychologist. And we, you know, 
talk about different strategies to deal with different types of situations. Um, I also uh, have a support team. Um, my parents are very supportive. And when I'm, you know, worrying about something um, excessively, they kind of help bring me back to reality and, you know, let me know that every bad case scenario isn't, isn't always going to be the case. Um, but I've done a lot of, of journaling, a lot of reading. Um, and then, like I say, uh, the medicine that I've been on has helped a lot and that, that definitely, um, has, has been good for me. And then working with my psychologist has been, you know, probably the biggest thing that I've done. So, as me, a survivor of child sexual abuse, I didn't know any of the PTSD or trauma until I was 22. Because nobody educated me, I didn't even have understanding what it was. So, do you, would you say the diagnosis was one of the reasons? Um, you said the diagnosis was one of maybe release, like what you know now. What's going oh, on? Oh, yeah, yeah. For me, it actually was because I finally knew, like, w at least what was wrong with me, um, so that I could, uh, you know, attack it and deal with it and find ways to, you know, become healthy again. Um, it definitely was a relief because when you don't know what's going on, it's unnerving. And then, and, you know, it's scary. So definitely was, was a relief and, and good to find out what it was and then how I can, you know, fight it from there. Sometimes like when you have the adversity and when you don't have the worst and right explanation, it can cause you to go into place. And you kind of blame shit yourself. Maybe something's wrong. So, anyways, um, I just think that this conversation would, would help somebody who may suspect they may have they have OCD. Like, do you recommend for like earlier diagnosis? Versus later in life. Well, I, one one question that I get asked quite often is um, if if someone has a, a kid, a child who they're uh, they're they've learned that they have OCD, um, you know, at, in the early stages. Um, my advice to those people is to definitely seek the the help of a a. A, a psychiatrist and a psychologist um, because if I could have dealt with it sooner, it might not have gotten so bad for me. And the earlier, you know, the, and the and earlier you can, you know, deal with it, the better. Um, I would hate to see, you know, something like this get ignored um, by, by parents because they didn't think it was real or legitimate. Um, that could have negative, long-lasting effects 
on the child. So I, I just uh, urge people to use doctors, use psychologists, use counselors, um, and, and kind of, you know, follow, follow their lead in, in this situation. What are the biggest takeaways that you got from this, from working with a psychiatrist? Um, well, a, a lot of what I worked on, uh, with my psycho, uh, psychologist was, um, OCD has always kind of made me feel angry and, um, he has helped me, you know, deal with my anger in a, in a more, you know, healthy and, and positive way. Um, there have been, you know, meeting with him, we, we've, we've talked about a lot of different strategies, um, to, <clears throat> you know, if I'm, if I am faced with a difficult situation, um, how to like stay calm during that situation and deal with it. Um, how to communicate effectively with people um, when I'm upset. Um, we've, like I said, we've, we've spent a good 20 years working on, you know, different ways to deal with all the negative stuff that comes from having OCD. Well, thank you for sharing this information and tools in your life story. So my another question is, how do you say a gift that came from this adversity? Well, I tell you what, um, people sometimes will ask me this kind of the same thing. Like if you could have gotten rid of it, would you, would you have, you know, just had OCD not exist for your life? And I would say that I'm glad actually that it did happen because it's allowed me to meet a ton of people, um, either people that are dealing with the same thing or people who work with, you know, people who have OCD. Um, <clears throat> and it's opened up quite a, quite a large world to me of new people, new, uh, you know, situations, um, tons of new opportunities. It also uh, led to me writing my first book, um, which has always been a goal of mine. Um, and just basically getting to help people and educate people on OCD. Um, to me, that's been the gift uh, from, that came from it, for sure. Well, thank you so much for sharing that and then sharing your perspective. Do you think writing about your story has been some of the gifts as well? And then absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think it's important for people to hear about this stuff and to, you know, to learn about it because a lot of people don't know, you know, what OCD is and, and how, you know, much it can affect your life in a negative way. And writing the book uh, was, was definitely a gift um, because it, you know, allowed me to, you know, talk about what OCD has been like for me. Have you gotten any feedback, people who read? Yeah, I've gotten some some pretty positive feedback. I think a lot of people that read my book, they're, they're blown away because they never in a million years thought that OCD could be such a, you know, a big 
thing in, in someone's life. Um, I think people are, they, my story is not an entertaining one. It's a, it's kind of a sad story, but, um, it, it's something that I think people are glad that they're exposed to so that they can learn about it and know what people with OCD are going through. Yes, absolutely. Before we close our show, I'd like to think some advice for people who might be suffering with OCD, who might be listening to the show. What is your biggest advice? Well, I would just say that uh, you are not alone. A lot of us feel like we are alone when we have OCD, um, but there's a lot of people out there who have it. And I would just urge you to talk to somebody from your support system, whether it be a doctor, your parents, you know, a sibling, a, a friend, somebody that can connect you with a mental health worker um, that can help you deal with all these feelings that the OCD is, is you know, bringing out in you because um, to do it alone and without any guidance is, is a tough thing to do. So I would urge you to reach out to anybody that you are able to reach out to and, you know, utilize the people that are in your life. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for coming to a University and sharing your story with us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And thank you for our listeners for tuning into the story. I have many guests coming up and looking forward to sharing more stories on a different university. Have a great night.